This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. Well, I think it's time to go for our lightning round. Uh, so uh, let's move to it, which is uh, presented by Data.World, who luckily lets us do this every Wednesday. So thank you so much. So I'm going to kick it off. Can someone find those small communities of people if they're sticking only to virtual mediums? Uh, yeah, yeah, because they don't they don't have to be formal. They don't have to be they don't have to be a sort of like a, an established community of people. Um, I uh, a good example is um, there was there was a, a, a company that I started speaking to. Um, uh, when we bought a data catalog on them, it's, it's, it's not data world. I'm sorry, um, but um, we we do have a data catalog. Um, but um, yeah, we I got speaking to uh, uh, to this company just to, to help us implement it. We didn't actually end up um, engaging with them in any way, but the the person that I was speaking to, we we enjoyed talking to each other, and we we sort of just said, you know, let's let's catch up again in, in a few months and see where we're at. And over the course of a, a year or so, that conversation expanded. One of his colleagues joined in and we ended up just speaking sort of like three or four times, three or four times a year, just to kind of catch up with one another. And, you know, an hour would go by. We wouldn't necessarily solve anything. We wouldn't have a specific objective, but we'd kind of have that cathartic exercise of, um, of just sort of, you know, trying to talk about why things are hard and how, how you can progress things. And that's a really good example of a very, very small community that just develops organically. So yeah, they're, they're, they're easy to find if you're looking for them, but if, if you can't find them, they're quite easy to make as well. You just need to kind of have a conversation with someone. And then once you finish that conversation, say, well, you know, I really enjoyed this. Let's, let's do it again. And then actually do it again, like put something in the diary um, and, and kind of make it happen. And, and I think that there's, there's quite a lot of opportunity for that in, in this industry. You know, um, I, I think I know the answer to this next question based on our previous conversation, but I'm, uh, I'm curious um, how you'll respond, which is, can, can you be seen as a data expert if you don't want to play the social media game? I hope so, because I don't post anything on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I think you can. Like, I, and and again, it depends on it depends on what you want to get out of it. Like, I, I'm I'm very much a consumer. I don't I don't post a lot on LinkedIn. Um, I don't. I, I, you know, I always I always want to write more. I always want to blog. I always want to. You know, I, I never quite find the time for it or make the time. I guess is the right way of saying it. Um, but I do I do consume a lot. So I, I think maybe maybe uh you you can certainly be a uh, an expert uh, or you know, whatever whatever an expert means as a as a kind of consumer of media as a consumer of social media you don't have to be sort of telling the whole world about why you're an expert all the time to to be an expert all right third question is the imposter feeling something something to be overcome or embraced I think embraced. I think it's it's one of those it's one of those things that um, you know it, it, it's it's a, a feeling of anxiety, a feeling of awkwardness that you'd rather that you'd rather not have. But I think it it's it keeps people honest. It keeps people engaged. It keeps people focused on what they're doing. It kind of keeps complacency at bay. Keeps people sharp. Um, so I think it I think it's there to to sort of to help. I, I don't think it's uh, uh, I, I don't. I think it's unpleasant, but I don't think it's a bad thing for for one's career. I think that's fair. Keeps 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 us in check a little bit, right? Um, okay, final lightning round question for you: Is anyone really a data expert? Ha, 
No, no, I, 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 I think that's a really good question, and I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think, I think you can have like you, you've got people who are very, very experienced. Um, I think, uh, I think that you have uh, people who have achieved uh, success in certain areas, and and you know, I think the, probably the closest that you can have to a data expert is someone who's achieved success in the same area multiple times in in different circumstances. Um, but I think it's, it, you know, when, when we say data, it's such a, it's such a big word. It's such a, it's such, such a huge meaning. It's, it's almost, it's almost pointless to talk about data as a, as, as a collective, because it means so many different things. So saying like, you know, if we, uh, you're, you're a data expert is a little bit like saying you're a life expert. Like you, you may, you may have, some... <laughs> you, you may I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use that and give you credit. And then uh, I see a comment over here from LinkedIn user, which I'm going to guess it's our colleague, uh, Mark Kitson, who always shows up like that. He says, be ever beta. If you are not an imposter at times, how do you learn? There you go. Yeah. That's a really, that's a um, really good point. All right. Well, you got one minute. We're going to the mesh minute. You got one minute to rant pontificate about data mesh. Go. Oh, I think uh, I think it's going to have to be a small rant, and I think it's it's a rant because we're uh, there, there is I'm ranting about the data mesh minute. So my my feelings on data mesh is that it's it, it could be the the kind of the data equivalent of sort of microservice architecture in the sense that it it's a sort of it's a direction of travel. It's a uh, it's a sort of uh, it, it's a way that you can kind of sort of organize the problems that you have it's a way that you can structure how your organization works into into something that's you know a little bit like a framework it's not data mesh in itself isn't a solution it's not it's not a product it's not something that you can that you can buy and i also think that it, it's at risk of becoming quite a bit buzzy so the the sort of the fact that there's so many people talking about it so there's so much going on it, it could become the next big data or no sequel Oh, four seconds now. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. I, again, I think everybody uh, who's been ranting, pontificating, are, I think we're all very aligned on this. I think we all yeah. agree that it's not a product, it's some organizational change and so forth. All right. TTT, Tim, take us away with takeaways. Well, the first takeaway is that we're not talking enough about the human aspect of, of data and of you know our professional careers in general. And the experience that everyone has trying to build experience, build expertise, this imposter syndrome that we face as we're trying to sort of strive for things and realize that there's stuff we don't know and there's people that we don't know. And, you know, and ultimately that's OK. Right. Um, and so really appreciate you talking about like what it means to face that <clears throat> With open eyes and uh, and really embrace it, as you kind of mentioned in the uh, the lightning round there. Um, even if you may be wrong about stuff, ultimately people are willing to help you out, right? That's this fear that somebody's going to call you out or pull the carpet out from under you um, rarely happens, and when it does, you know what? They're an asshole. <laughs> Don't worry about them, right? Um, so a lot of problems in data are, are cultural ones, right? And you talked about how, you know, products don't necessarily solve those problems and um, they're not necessarily going to solve the cultural problems of your organization. Um, but there um, is a lot of stuff that your organization can do to help you. Um, and uh, pick your battles. Uh, I thought that was a, a great uh, a talking point where you talked about, you know, is it is it worth dying on that given hill? 
Um, pick those hills that you want to try to die on, right? Get internal support. Um, also, uh, sometimes be okay to let go. Be okay with that. Um, sometimes put your foot down, and sometimes it's not the right time to do that. And that's uh, sort of the wisdom to know the difference, right? Yeah. Um, and then confidence can be well-placed, um, and it can be misplaced. I thought that was a great quote. And then, uh, you know, it, it, it alone isn't enough. Uh, speak to as many people as you can, not just data people, but talk to business people, tech people, developers, seek out different points of view, uh, and build relationships with those people. And uh, Juan, what about your takeaways? I have several here. I, I really like this idea about thinking about smaller communities. I think that was a those are those are very uh, important takeaway. Like we are also we maybe so used to having conferences and going. Like how do I figure out this noise? Start with the smaller communities, um, which means that uh, go at, talk to folks directly. And I think we need to be not just we got to be brave a little bit, but it's actually just having that honest, no BS attitude. I mean, that, that's it. Like I'm, 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 I'm be honest with your, you are honest with yourself. Just kind of share that honesty with other people. And they're going to, they most probably, they will be open to that. And if they're not, they're assholes and they're just talk to people and there's talk to people out there, just go away. And then it's fine. Right. So that's fine. That, that's fine. Networking, not just, uh, yeah, we need to network with the leaders, but just also network with your peers, but also folks who are not your peers because you get to learn a lot. And I really like this idea because it's something I do, which is having one-on-ones, like with people that you go meet. I'm like, can we just go talk for 30 minutes? And hey, this this actually felt like a cool conversation. And 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 we're not, I'm not here to go sell you. I'm not here. I'm like, this is I need to have some therapy in a way, right? And let's go chat again in a month. I mean, that's what I've been doing with a lot of people. Heck, with my my buddy Mohammed Osser, we actually started this whole data and knowledge therapy session, and we talk all the time because we just like I read this thing, I read this thing and so forth. So I think that having those one-on-ones and just go talk, just ping people about it. I really like conversation about company culture, right? So first of all, if you're not part of that small community, guess what? Your company is probably the best place to go to start that, like that, that, that small community. And, and companies really need to foster having this open conversations, let people be comfortable saying, saying things. Hey, if it's not working, don't consider it as an attack. Like that's a problem. Let's go fix that. Uh, and, and I think, as you mentioned, fostering and encouraging guilds or these small communities within your company, right? That's how to go generate that open uh, communication and collaboration. We see people go posting about all this stuff about, hey, you they, they seem to have figured things out. But re- remember, like they figured it out for their organization doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else. Um, this notion, I like, uh, we talked about the data garden, right? That garden mentality. This season, you face slugs, right? It doesn't have to have an endpoint. It's not a fixed thing. You don't always achieve data success. But there is the success there that it's getting better, right? It's improving. Um, I like how we talk about social media in the sense of look for posts that challenge yourself, right? That, that are different than what you're thinking. Uh, and then finally, if you say data experts, it's like saying, oh, you're a life expert. Like, I love that quote. So, uh, Steve, how did we do? Uh, uh, really it's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's really like we, we covered a lot of ground, actually. Uh, and uh, I think this is. This is my my sort of style of conversation. There's sort of like a, a long long winding path that, uh, that doesn't necessarily have to have a conclusion, but it's it's enjoyable nonetheless. So back to you. Two questions. What's your advice? We went through a lot, but what's your final advice about data, about life, whatever? And second, who should invite next? Yeah, I, I, I guess this is relevant to data and life, but you know, change change always takes much longer than you think. Um, so you know try and break that change down into smaller goals, smaller steps that are achievable. Again, this is this is fairly fairly common stuff. 
but like see those see those smaller goals as sort of like steps along the path uh to that actual eventual end goal and as long as you're still progressing towards that then you're you're, go you're getting closer to where you want to be it's, it's, it's a battle um and the one thing that i wanted to finish with is just before i uh i, I joined the, the podcast i was in a bar um and on the bar uh was a, a glass with something written on it that was actually i'd never seen it before and it was fantastic so written on this glass on the bar in, in an Irish pub in Tallinn was the quote, if you fear change, leave a tip in the jar, uh, which I think is a great, a great uh, quote with regards to sort of changing a culture and, and changing, changing data. Love that. Another great quote. So who should um, we invite next? So I don't, I don't have anyone specific, uh, but you know, the, we, we started talking because I said it would be great. To, oh, I, I thought it would be great to hear from more people facing problems, more people sort of, kind of, at the coalface, as it were. Um, so really, more, more practitioners, more not necessarily more people like me, uh, but sort of more, more people who are, uh, who are having challenges, more, more people who kind of wanna, wanna, you know rant about how hard things are a bit and and not necessarily sort of like have, have solutions just sort of come with sort of come with challenges and then being willing to share those challenges and be, being sort of open and honest about that would be good love it yeah great suggestion actually kind of call out for anybody out there if you if, if you want to go rant and talk about problems there's reach us reach us out reach out i'm one at data.world very simple so well with that Let's wrap up here. Uh, just quick reminders. Next week, we have Nick Handel, who's the CEO of Transform. We're going to be talking about metrics and semantics layer. This is a big popular topic right now. After that, on May 4th, we're going to be live at the Knowledge Graph Conference uh, with Francois Scharf. So uh, sign up for the Knowledge Graph Conference. We're going to be there and talking about like real world practitioners. After that, I think we're going to have Omar Kajo Kayawala, I think from Roche, we're going to talk about their real world implementation of data mesh and all the problems that they've gone through and how they're doing right now. So with that, Steve, thank you so much. And thanks as always data.world for supporting catalog and cocktails. Steve, time to go to bed. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been great. Cheers. Cheers. It's been great. Bye-bye.